So hi everybody, this is Tina Katola and Katja Slivinskaya, and we are going to talk about a much broader ranged idea or issue today, which is the Chaldean cycles. Now, not a lot of people know anything about the Chaldean cycles. They're actually very old, and there are older systems of astrology that sort of fell by the wayside. There's a lot of people bringing a lot of them back, which is wonderful. Um, the Chaldean cycles are 36-year cycles that relate to social change and social evolution to what humanity as a whole is doing right now. They are actually smaller subdivisions of the great year. So the great year, people may have heard of that. Almost everyone's heard of the age of Aquarius, that we are heading into the age of Aquarius. We are not actually in it right now. Some people say we are. There's an overlap happening. So we have elements that keep increasing of the Aquarian age, but we are actually still in the age of Pisces. And each age is how the, the precision of the equinoxes. So where, where, is, where is the earth at the moment of the spring equinox every year? And how does that relate to the constellations? And we are now at the very, very end of the constellation of Pisces. Now every sign has 30 degrees, these subdivisions. 30 little pieces. And the Chaldean cycles are based on a half degree of movement through the sign. So that's why they're 36 years long. And each half degree is about as small as you can break the zodiac up into. It has a significance of its own. As far as I know, when you look at the sun and the moon in the sky, they will take up a half a degree of the zodiac. So that's interesting. But the, the, each degree of the zodiac has its day side or its night side, its more conscious or subconscious aspect. And that's another reason why the zodiac, you know, each degree is split into two pieces. So we changed into a, a new stage of the Chaldean cycle system on the spring equinox of 2017. We started a new 36-year cycle. So we came out of a 36-year cycle that was ruled by the sun in Pisces. And we have just moved into a new 36-year cycle that is ruled by, this, by Saturn in Aries. Now, the way, this, the way these cycles work is that each time it moves into a new cycle, it moves forward in the zodiac. So that's why we had, we had 36 years of Pisces. And from 1945 to 1981, we had 36 years of Aquarius. And then the way the planets line up is, I, now again, some people know this, but not everybody does, that the seven days of the week all are actually named after the planets. So Monday is Moon Day, Tuesday is Tiu or Tyr, the, the, you know, the Saxon or um, Scandinavian god of war, so that's Mars. Wednesday is Woden's Day, which is Odin connected to Mercury. Thursday is Thor's Day, which is connected to Jupiter. Friday is Freya's Day, which is connected to Venus. And Saturday is Saturn Day, or Seder Day for Jewish people. And then Sunday, of course, is the sun. So there's a, there's a particular cycle that goes moon, Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, Saturn, and sun. When we put this into the Chaldean cycles, it runs backwards. So that means we just were in a sun cycle from 1981 to 2017. So sun would be Sunday. So if we go backwards, the day before Sunday is Saturday, which is Saturn day. And that is why we have Saturn in Aries now. So the very next cycle will go one day backwards again. We're gonna go into Venus and we'll go ahead by a sign. We're gonna go Venus in Taurus. So Venus in Taurus, 
And I wrote it down just to make sure in 2053. Venus <laughs> <laughs> and Taurus is the influence. Now, one of the really powerful ways to kind of understand what these Chaldean cycles are about actually, for me, relates to tarot. Now, in tarot, in the major arcana, there's actually, tarot is actually two decks of cards stuck together. They, they do relate to each other. I don't want to get into a lot of intricate details of that. But the major arcana are, is the smaller deck of cards. There's 22 cards, but it is, it is the deck that has the large-scale spiritual principles. Each one is represented by a card. These 22 cards also are connected to either a sign of the zodiac or a planet. So if we want to get a deeper spiritual understanding of what these Chaldean cycles are about and what they're doing for us, we, would, we can look at the tarot cards. So let's just go backwards for a minute before we start looking at what's going on right now. Let's go back two cycles and look at the moon in Aquarius from 1945 to 1981. Now these things, because we're dealing with the, you know, the great year, they change on the spring equinox. So spring equinox of 1945 to spring equinox of 1981 was moon in Aquarius. So this is the card for the moon. Just want to make sure everybody can see it because I had to use my little deck because my big deck I'm missing missing two cards. I took the devil in the tower off to do a lecture and they stayed in my suitcase. I don't know where they are now <laughs> for the time being. And there's the moon and this is Aquarius. Now for those who are not able to see the visual on this, the moon is the high priestess. There's a dark haired woman sitting on a throne wearing a robe that turns into water she has a, a crescent moon kind of perched inside of that flowing water down at the bottom, a horn crescent moon uh, crown that she's wearing. She has the Torah that she's holding inside the flaps of her robe, which, which um, you know, is partly hidden. Oh, there's, there's, um, there's, the, there's palm leaves, palm fronds, and um, pomegranates behind her, and the pillars of the Kabbalah on the left and right hand sides. So she is the, she, she represents the subconscious, which of course the moon represents the subconscious. The moon also represents female, the high priestess is obviously goddess. During, from the time of 1945 to 1981, the whole concept of the, of the feminine spirituality really, really came forward, because it sure didn't exist very much before 1945, came forward and grew, grew tremendously during those 36 years. The moon also has to do with, with, with the public, the collective consciousness. Now, the symbol for Aquarius, which is the star in the tarot, this card has stars in the background of a night sky. There's a beautiful blonde woman kneeling on a body of water. Her foot is standing on the water, not sitting inside of it. And she's pouring water from two globes. One is being poured into the water. One is being poured onto the land. Now, Aquarius can, is. Can you lift them up a little, Tina? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. That now we can see her with pour and where she's pouring the water. Yep. Good. Great. Yeah. Okay. So, Aquarius. First of all, she's naked because she represents revelation of truth. Nothing is hidden. It's she's female once again because it has to do with the with the divine feminine, the divine feminine principle, the subconsciousness, the truth about nature. This is a card of meditation and revelation of truth. 
This is the card of the third stage of spiritual development, which is not related to the three stages of astrology, but a larger cycle that actually has seven stages. The third stage of spiritual development is the stage that when people go into these stages, they never leave them. But when souls get into the third stage of spiritual development, they're starting to, to receive spiritual revolutions intuitively through an inner kind of contemplation or meditation. So we have this goddess of nature revealing the truth to us through our inner understanding. The stars represent the chakras and having the chakras open. So we had a beautiful thing going on from 45 to 81. And it's so interesting that in the middle of all of that, we have, we have the Uranus-Pluto conjunction, which was very, very powerful for mass transformation in 1966. And around that same time, we had the song, this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And I think about that, it says, when the moon is in the seventh house, and I hear astrologers just kind of grin because in reality, the moon is in the seventh house once a day. <laughs> and, but, but symbolically, it's not too different from these cards because we have the moon and the seventh house is the public. So really what that phrase means is when, when, when the, when the public is getting the subconscious understanding of something, there's all these messages coming through and people would get elements of the truth of what was going on. Some would get a deeper understanding, but everybody was being transformed. There's a much greater sense of, of human unity, much more peace. The Aquarius is, I'm sorry, the, the star, which is Aquarius's card, is a very peaceful, peaceful card. It does represent peace and patience and, and to just you know relax in this meditative state and receive the truth and receive the truth from that deep subconscious of, of the moon. So that was a really nice combination for that particular 36-year cycle. Very, very nice. When we left that, now that's also a very feminine cycle. And that was a very, politically speaking, that was a very left-wing cycle. We really switched forward to that. It's interesting that the, the um, oh, there's the, the large organization where all the, where all the countries all join together, the UN. <laughs> lovely memory I have. I've got so good at remembering all kinds of deep, deep things and past lives and all memories from childhood and infancy. But can I remember? Um, yes. Sometimes those oh. two don't coexist well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the UN was founded in 1945, right at the very beginning of that cycle. So that's, that's the, the left-wing feminine cycle. Now the next cycle that we went into in 1981, spring equinox of 81, was sun in Pisces. Mm. So holding these where they're nice and visible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, first of all, when you look at the tarot, the, the, the tarot card for the sun is called the sun. And when you look at the tarot, the tarot card for Pisces is confusing but it is called the moon. <laughs> now, I mean, it makes sense in a way because the moon is watery and it's, and Pisces is watery. Pisces is a very watery sign. They are very similar. You know, there are, there are esoteric reasons why, why that card fits very well with the sign of Pisces that we don't necessarily need to go into right now. But if you look at these cards, it's sun and moon together. Tina, could you do something in the middle, like a little lower, but not quite as low as you were? I know it's so hard to get it just right. A little lower. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there that's, we, we don't yeah. quite see the full sun and the full moon up top, but. Yeah, um, well, I can also yeah. back up a little bit. Yeah, back up a little. Good idea. Okay, so 
the, so the moon card has a body of water in the very foreground. And then you can see that there are plants growing out of it. There's a crayfish emerging from the water. Up on land, there is a wolf and a dog on either side of a path. The path goes forward through some grass and along between two pillars and out into a desert scene with rolling hills up to a mountain. This is a symbol of the of a symbolic picture of evolution. All life comes out of the water. There's even stones at the edge of the water. So evolution goes from the mineral kingdom to the vegetable kingdom to the animal kingdom to the human kingdom and beyond. So by the time we're moving between those pillars on that path, we're really going to spiritual humanity, which as it reaches a higher level of evolution, it becomes a different species, transcends regular humanity. That's not going to be a focus of too many people during this cycle, but it certainly was a time with the sun representing the soul when you know deeper spiritual understanding was something that the, the masses started to be able to access in a pretty powerful way. Yep. The symbol for the sun, now this is the weight tarot, it's got a, a, a young child naked on the back of a horse with just you know, riding, look ma, no hands, totally trusting, arms and legs spread out, carrying a giant orange banner and wearing, um, you know, wearing a crown with his peacock feathers in, in his head, his or her, you can't really tell the gender. And, you know, flowers behind and it's and a wall behind. It, it's, it's representative of the spiritual child and the, the spiritual child reborn in complete freedom. It, it, it does represent the spiritual humanity that we all become when we get to the end of that path in the, in the moon card. So these cards, once again, they're, they're pretty powerfully connected. So during that time period, Pisces represents compassion and the sun connects to the heart chakra. Mm. So once again, we had more or less overall a more left-wing oriented perspective on life and very much, much more spiritually oriented from the heart, very compassionate. The shadow side of that, if you want to call it that, was political correctness because we have to be compassionate to everyone and everything. And people start to legislate it. And, you know, we've had 30, 72 years of a feminine oriented direction. Mm. And it was really knocking down all the negativity that it, that it perceived from the previous cycles. So, so um, and so the very beginning of the um the last cycle the moon and aquarius right so that started can you say one more time okay moon and aquarius the 36 year cycle of moon and aquarius started in 1945 started in 1945 so right after the second world war yes right uh -huh. after the second world war exactly okay. and the spring equinox of 1981 was this was the moon or sorry the sun in pisces cycle which mm -hmm. went until the spring equinox of 2017. okay so i'm going to go back one more before i go into today's <laughs> so back further we have 1909 to 1945. so what do what do what do we think of if we think about those years 1909 to 1945. What comes to mind? What's the immediate thing? The that first world war is the yeah, first, first world war, second world war. But the two right. world second world war, of course, yeah. Two world wars. The two world wars occurred, both of them during that cycle. So that cycle was the cycle of Mars and Capricorn. Mars, yes. <laughs> Here's my Mars. Now, what that looks like in tarot 
on these cards. Ooh, very <laughs> different from the ones we just saw. Very different. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yes. I don't even want to look. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Catch is covering her eyes. So for those who aren't able to see this, what we have is we have the devil and the tower. The tower. The devil is Capricorn, which doesn't say doesn't mean all Capricorns look like this guy. No. You know. <laughs> and and Mars is the tower. Now these cards are actually connected to each other too because they are, they come together in the in the tarot. But um, the devil is actually the devil himself is a mixture of all kinds of different animals. So he's got bat's wings. He's got goat's horns, he's got ass's ears, he's got eagle's claws. He stuck together all these different animals in a, in a way that looks pretty ugly, he looks mean. And he's sitting up on a black podium that's a half a cube, which means he only has half the truth. Mm. And down in front of him are his little slaves, which are uh, this naked man and woman who themselves look a little bit like beasts. They've got, got cloven hooves and pointed ears and you know, various other things that you know, you get into here, they're related. There's some pictures in there that are related to another card. But they are chained to his podium. But it's interesting because the chains are very loose around their necks. So if they weren't in this little trance state that they're both in, they'd be able to take the chains off their necks. Mm. Now, what this card represents is it represents the first stage of spiritual development in humanity, which even as we speak now, that's where most human beings are. And it symbolizes that people who believe that the only reality is what they can see with their five physical senses. Mm. And so when we, can, when we see something with our five physical senses, everything we see is real, but the image we put together in our mind of what reality is looks very ugly. Everything is out to get us. Everything is evil. We have enemies. We're all by ourselves. We're subject to circumstance. So they're in a trance, believing that they're subject to circumstance. Mm. Now, the second stage of spiritual development is the tower card. And that's a very sudden event that happens to everybody where, where they, and this tower is a, is a big tower on top of a tall cliff, pointed almost like a cliff or, or like a mini mountain almost. And it's being hit by lightning. It's got a crown on top, the crown's knocked off. It's this big explosion. And there's a man and a woman tumbling out of the tower. When we go into the second stage of spiritual development, we get this lightning flash of pure subjective insight into spiritual reality. We see the whole truth and it completely blows our minds. The conscious mind, symbolized by the man, goes tumbling out of the tower of the ego. Even the subconscious mind, symbolized by the woman, is tumbling also. <laughs> and it's blissful and terrifying both at the same time. It's big, giant upheaval. So, when we look at this as as a as collective symbol of a of a point in the Chaldean cycle, we're looking at the two lowest stages of spiritual development. And one of the things that I've always felt was was really kind of moving and meaningful is that there are so many men who went to war in the first and second world wars, living in a society where no one understood reincarnation. They, to, to the best of, of their knowledge, many of them, they they were going to their ultimate, complete, and utter annihilation. And they were doing it for those that they loved. Mm. And if you didn't have that, that, that illusion represented by the devil card that says that there, you know, this, is, this physical reality is all we have, you would not be able to have expressed that degree of love and courage, that, mm. that kind of tremendous sacrifice, even if it was based on illusion. <laughs> it was an opportunity to really 
live and love. And there were so many things that happened during all the upheavals of that time that were so dark and terrible on the outside, but there were so many things that, that were, were massively transformed where there was huge possibility for, for a lot of change and growth. So it's an interesting symbol. And I know a lot of the, the you know, the people in the esoteric traditions in the early, early 1900s, they were feeling this coming. They were predicting this coming. I'm not sure how many of them would have known about the Chaldean cycles. They certainly were more in use at that point in time. And if you looked at that, you went, yeah, there's definitely <laughs> trouble brewing. <laughs> there's going to be upheavals. It's also much more masculine. Mm -hmm. Um, before we go on, yeah. I want to bookmark that. It's also much more masculine. But um, I want to address something you said and just clarify. You said that once human beings get into one of those spiritual stages, mm -hmm. they never leave them. That's Can right. You, what do you mean about that? Well, what, what I mean by that is I'm, I'm contrasting it to the stages of astrology and, and third stage astrology. Oh because when we go through the signs we will go through the first and second stage and third stage over many lifetimes but when we start a new sign we will start that new sign in first stage so these are repeated semesters in earth school each sign is is like a, a year in earth school and these the three stages are like the three semesters but we go back through these cycles again and again each time we go through them we are overall more aware this is why it makes a huge difference if you're an older soul in first stage or a younger soul in third stage you know a really old soul in first stage and a really young soul in third stage you're going to be pretty much equals <laughs> in, in much of their perspective on life mm -hmm. so we do progress however when it comes to these seven stages of spiritual development we stay in the first stage of spiritual development for an exceedingly long period of time and when we're ready to wake up then we have our tower experience and then we go into that third stage of spiritual development and in a new lifetime, we may, you know, sometimes people might have to take a little while to wake up in a new lifetime if they hadn't been in the third stage of spiritual development that long, but it happens pretty quickly. I remember, I definitely have a very strong memory of the tower experience as a teenager, <laughs> which is a pretty humorous experience, actually, when I think back on it, because there I was in my going to a Catholic girls' school and being so being enlightened and blown away and loving everyone and freaking out and that's you know i guess that's a kind of common teenage experience but it definitely was my reawakening to that third stage of spiritual development fully even though throughout my childhood i had so much intuitive understandings and so on so it, as a general rule we will stay in that stage we're still going to we're all affected by our collective environments by, by, the, by the social realities around us and the social norms around us we have to wake back up to these things and that's that's the purpose of tarot it gives us these tools to remind us both consciously and subconsciously of these true these true principles of reality hmm. so um do you mean that we never leave them throughout a lifetime or that we we don't go backwards. That's what I really mean. We don't go backwards. We don't go back. Okay. That answers my question. Thank you for asking that because what I meant is we don't go backwards. <laughs> yeah. So yes, we will leave them. Eventually someone that's in the third stage of spiritual development will go into the fourth stage of spiritual development and so on. Yes. Now, another thing about the Aquarian age is that the, the, 
the prophecy about the Aquarian age is the difference between the what reason it's so important is the difference between the Aquarian age and the Piscean age is that in the Piscean age, the majority of humanity will be in that first stage of spiritual development. And in the Aquarian age, the majority of humanity will be in the third stage of spiritual development. So the, it, it not huge change because right now the masses, it's every man for himself and we don't believe it if we can't see it. And, circumstances control my life and I'm a and I'm a product of what happened to me again there's a little bit of the shadow side of that in in the last cycle of sun and pisces because pisces has this tendency to feel sorry for itself and right. the sun is, can be kind of dramatic so very strong tendency in the previous cycle that we just left for everybody to feel like they're a victim to the things that happened to them and this is why we all have to take extra good care of everybody which means it's good we take extra good care of everybody but we need to understand that we are not victims of circumstance <laughs> that would be a more empowering yeah dance to move into. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, oh, so what I was saying about the, the 1909 to 1945 Mars in Capricorn cycle mm -hmm. is that it was a more masculine oriented, more right wing oriented. In fact, you know, scary to, to that degree when you think about the devil and the tarot, the tower, and it was already breaking violently out of the tower. So we could then have that lovely revelation of the moon and Aquarius cycle. They all, they sort of dovetail on each other. So what we are now in is we are now in a, in a more masculine oriented cycle. And that is, and you know, I can see so many people quaking in their boots about that one. <laughs> but there's a positive side to it potentially. <laughs> and we're now in a more positive, no, we're not, we're not, we can now be in a, in a more positive cycle of Saturn and Aries. So these are the tarot cards for Saturn and Aries. Mm -hmm. So the Aries card is the emperor and the Saturn card is the world. So now I can see that the um, uh, conspiracy theorists going, oh my God, the emperor of the world. <laughs> the new dynasty. <laughs> yes. Yes. The whole, and, and yes, I mean, I'm sure this, this, that, that shadow symbolism is, is to be contended with in this cycle, I'm sure. Somebody, you know, it's, it's the time when somebody can try to become the emperor of the world <laughs> or think that they are the emperor of the world. But we are new in this cycle. The emperor is, is this very, he's very severe looking. He's got a white beard, but he's not really that old. He's still quite strong. He's wearing um, armor on his feet, which is interesting because the Pisces cycle was the previous cycle and Pisces rules the feet and feet and compassion are connected. And this guy's not very compassionate. He's, he's covering his vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. He, he um, he's sitting on a throne in a sort of desert oriented environment and very focused. The emperor rules vision and order. Mm -hmm. And Aries, when it's really perfected, is about discipline as well. And Saturn, of course, is about discipline. Mm -hmm. Now the, the world shows it, what appears to be a naked woman with a beautiful banner around her. It's actually a hermaphrodite in, in the traditional astrology. Mm. So that the banner covers the fact that this, this was, is a hermaphrodite. Um, there is, she's suspended in space and around her is a wreath of a green wreath all woven together, which always makes me think of the way that Saturn's rings are braided. It's completely, mm. completely connected. Mm. And on, and then at the four corners of the card, are the are symbols of the four fixed signs of the zodiac, mm. so Aquarius, Taurus, Leo, and Scorpio, which are you know, 
prime, primary seasonal points in the year. So that's, the, that's in, in complete, pure, balanced alignment with the structure of reality. And so this is what we are moving towards. We're moving towards a time where discipline is going to be incredibly important. And it takes a little while to shake off the old because the, the, the sun in Pisces is pretty squishy. You know, it's very, it's very kind of heart centered and feeling oriented. And, you know, we just kind of feel our way. But, but, but then Saturn and Aries says, here's the law, here's the rules. We've got to follow the rules. And certainly because we're in a we're in a, in a time period where, you know, I think the next 36 years, will determine whether or not the whether or not the 99% of the biological life on this planet survives or not now luckily i've always had this intuitive quality of, of prophecy from a really early age so many things i saw when i was younger could never have imagined they would happen they have happened and what i also saw was we will get through this <laughs> so that's so i'm glad about that because that lets me be more active in participating in making the changes that are necessary doing whatever my part can be i'm not going to sit there and not see now is because aries or the emperor is about seeing let's see let's see clearly let's see the clear mm -hmm. vision of things let's create a new structure that's mm -hmm. going to serve the ultimate perfection of reality because the world in tarot is the final card in the major arcana it represents it represents perfected order it represents a complete natural balance and all all potentials fulfilled so we're trying we this is the this is a 36 year period where we're going to create the structures that will allow that to take place and you know it's it's a, it's it's people of discipline are going to be a, going to take to this a little more quickly than everybody else and everybody is going to acquire more discipline during this time period <laughs> yeah i can see it happening already very much yeah you know people i mean the way i'm seeing it is people really realizing that they have to change their diet or you know or they have to have to implement a daily routine or they have to do their yoga or they have these consequences show up and it's almost like um people you know and obviously this is once the one section that i'm actually interfacing with that i'm thinking of but i wonder if this is a an example of something that's going on on a larger scale is that it seems like we're owning the discipline piece more than expecting it to come out from an outside authority yes yes you know? Yeah, 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 it's good. So, yeah, and I mean, all change has to start with us. And as we, you know, if, if everybody really transforms their own lifestyle into a completely healthy lifestyle, we won't be wrecking everything around us. It's just not possible. Yeah. <laughs> we won't want to, we won't have any need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, I mean, you can get a little scared by the shadow side of it, but it, because it is, it is in some ways, has some similar characteristics to 1909 to 1945 because Capricorn is ruled by Saturn yes. and Mars and Capricorn and Aries is ruled by Mars and now it's Saturn and Aries. They have, we've got a Mars Saturn quality to both of those time periods. Yeah. But this one, it, it feels more like it's not going to be this massive explosive chaos to such a degree you're always going to see explosive chaos everywhere at certain times yes. but this one has more to do with 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 you know people people owning their responsibility that's another element that's important to this i think is responsibility and personal responsibility 
Absolutely. It's nice. Yes. So we can sort of play back through time a little bit further. One thing I find kind of amusing is that the, um, the time period of 1801 to 1832 was ruled by Venus in Libra. That was the Venus in Libra phase. And because of the work that I do right now is my quote unquote day job, I hear enormous amount of romantic horror stories. And one of the things that's kind of funny about life is you often end up doing things you'd never think you would do. So what I've ended up... <laughs> I love that you're sharing this. <laughs> so what I've ended up doing is I've ended up reading romance novels because... <laughs> which I never, I was so disdainful of them when I was younger. <laughs> but, um, because I always thought that, you know, it's just so shallow and stupid and ridiculous. But I do know that whatever you put into your mind and whatever you put into your subconscious has an impact. So if I'm hearing constant horror stories from people and trying to really help them all the time, I need some happy stories. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. For, for, for the good of my mental health, I'm going to read these novels <laughs> because my subconscious doesn't know the difference between a story and a, and a reality. Mm -hmm. Take these as just as real as the other things that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. <laughs> That's very wise. <laughs> yes. And so a lot of this, the majority of historical romance novels are set during the Regency period of England, mm. which of course is during this time period of Venus and Libra. Mm. Mm -hmm. All of our romance novels, most of our romance novels are set during the historical period of Venus, the planet of romance, and Libra, the planet, the sign of relationships and marriage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was even interesting back then, there was such a, the whole society kind of um, circled around this whole marriage mark thing amongst the higher classes. It was a very ugly things should be you know never seen or heard <laughs> it's a very interesting component of what was going on <laughs> is there something about england you know just being a, just geographically well, speaking well, england at that point was really the the dominant country in the world just like the united states is a dominant country in the world today yes and even september 11th was a really powerful spiritual symbol for all of humanity at the time that it occurred, which you might understand since we've been talking about what the tower is about. The tower is about the second stage of spiritual development. So when there was an event that we basically was a living tarot card, it was an it was a symbol that humanity created for itself that we are now as a as as a, as the as a mass consciousness of humanity more and more of us are going to be going through that second stage of spiritual development and it happened in the united states because the dominant the dominant country in the world is a symbol of the dominant state of consciousness of humanity yes, yes. so that's that's why that is what was going on <laughs> why that was a focal point um the last the other thing that's interesting is the last time we had a saturn cycle was the saturn and virgo cycle and the Saturn and Virgo cycle was 1765 to 1801. And those were the French and American revolutions. Mm. So we have an element of Saturn. Saturn really it takes things down to the, the real core reality of what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. 
So it's interesting that now we're now we're now in another Saturn cycle, and it's like you know, we got to be real, folks. <laughs> we got to be honest about what's really going on here. <laughs> yeah. mm. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And and that yeah maybe I'll just hold that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if anybody wants to play with it, I've sort of given you the keys. You can go back and play with history if you're interested in doing that. I also find somewhat interesting the the 1873 to 1909 was Mercury and Sagittarius that cycle, mm. and that was that was again, you know, in our culture. I'm sure there were things going on in other cultures. I've more, I have more personal knowledge of our culture that um, that was time when there were two very important spiritual organizations that that have left a lot of seeds for the future which is the theosophical society and the golden dawn Mm -hmm. and mercury being the magician in the tarot just take a look at him (laughs) Mm. and he is that he is a magician standing in front of a table with the um, four magical tools in front of him, which is a wand, pentacle, sword, cup. And he's got another wand reaching up to the sky and he's pointing down to a garden full of, full of roses and lilies. And roses are about desire or our spiritual desires and aspirations. And lilies are about truth and, and you know, spiritual or even scientific principles. Mm. And this is about creating our, our capacity to create from a spiritual level. But it's also, you know, conscious understanding of, of the basic fundamental spiritual principles of seeds that were being planted. Mm. And the card for Sagittarius is this card, which is temperance. Mm. And that's, that's, a, that's an angel mm. standing with her foot in his or her foot in the water. And she's pouring water from one cup to another. There's a, there's a, a, a glowing crown off in the distance where you, there where you, where you follow the path from the water, you go to the glowing crown. Essentially, she represents or he represents the higher self, mm. spiritual comprehension, spiritual force. I like to think of that little foot in the water as being our personality. The toes in the water are our personality and the great big giant angel is our higher self. Mm. <laughs> I like that image, Taina. <laughs> I want to believe that that's the case. <laughs> oh, it is. Believe me, I know. I've experienced it. <laughs> so how come the toes in the water seem to have so much power sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> because they're in the water and they don't know that the, that they're actually the angel. That's why. <laughs> and they think they're and because they don't know they're the angel, but they want the angel's power, they panic. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they and they they start to try to feel like they have to control everything, and then because we believe we are those toes in the water, we, we're trapped in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we got some tools a long time ago. You know, it, the end of the of the century before last that are filtering continually, filtering through human understanding that can help us recognize who we really are. Mm. Amazing. So I think that's, uh, we can close on Italian cycles now. (laughs) Okay.